just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make it grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so happy to be here blessings on blessings on bless Welcome to the Homeless Man's Podcast. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the middle of me, I got my man's Conroy. What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy, Dafella underscore Connie. And I'm excited for us to be back for another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. But, you know what we gotta do. Who's here with us? Hey, this week, it's my last week in the 30s, so I'm gonna just be B-Shock and try to make it. (laughs) (laughs) No song. (laughs) No song on my heart. But we here. We here. Let's do this. So what's good, y'all? How y'all been living? Kind of what you been up to? I was a uh, chill weekend. I worked, so it was my first back, first time back to working uh, evening shift since we're uh, helping out with the shortage right now. So I thought it was gonna be a rough, because usually evening shift is a worse shift to work. But it was actually a really calm weekend at the hospital, and you know, just chilled. I'll, I'm also uh, hopefully moving soon. I was looking. Just uh, was looking at an apartment over the weekend, and I really liked it. So in the process of getting all that situated, so hopefully I'll be out of this place to a new place. But other than that, it was a great weekend. Moving on up, moving on up. Yeah, slowly. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, shocked. How's your how's your weekend go? Hey, I got the or had the opportunity to hang out with uh, former podcast guests. And frequent topic, I guess you could call it, Darnold. <laughs> I went to visit Ooh. Darnold, a.k.a. or S.K.A. <laughs> should be known as <laughs> S.B.K.A. Uh, Donald. I got to visit him uh, down at his home in Houston. Uh, man, let me tell you, they they know how to drink, all right? All his friends know how to drink. They <laughs> made friends with this bartender. And I'm going to call him out. I forgot his name, so I'm not going to call him out. Uh, but start with a J. <laughs> it start with a J. you a bartender in Houston, and you know who you are. Uh, I don't trust him. I don't want nobody to trust him. Uh, <laughs> he, serves, he serves every drink with a smile on his face, but that man don't mean it, okay? He don't want you to succeed. He wants you to die. And he made that very clear, okay? Um... But it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, Donald got some good friends down there. Some awesome people. Great food. Great food. Uh, yeah. So, that was my weekend. What about you, Ron? It sounds like you got mad liver, beef liver yeah. right now. <laughs> Man, I tell you one thing. I don't know how they did it. Because I left on Sunday, and they kept going. They went to like a brunch. And I ain't gonna put nobody out there like that, but they had a good time. Um, I'm just happy. I'm happy I left when I did, cause I don't think I would have a job or a life at this point. So I hope you're. Uh, they, go ahead. I said I hope you're getting that liver uh, treated and everything, cause this 
You have another weekend of that coming up soon. As long as that bartender with the J name don't come here, we good. Okay. Right. He was out. He was out for something. Okay. As soon as he found <laughs> out, they someone told him it was my birthday, and I corrected them and said, "No, it's not." He looked at me and never quite looked at me the same <laughs> after that. <laughs> it's like he never heard me say, "No, it's not." And <laughs> next thing I know, I got all these red and yellow and purple drinks coming my way, but none of them felt as friendly as those colors. They were all rude, <laughs> they were disrespectful. <laughs> and honestly, I still blame him. All right, I told him too. I told all this to his face, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> huh? What about you, Ron? What you do this weekend? Uh, you know me, man. My weekend was pretty chill for the most part. Uh, my girl was out of town for half of it, but she was here for us single the mile, so we went ahead and just did a little mini celebration for that. You know, went out, grabbed, grabbed a drink, got, uh, got a little bit of food, and then just hung out for the rest of the day. So I had a pretty nice and chill weekend, you know. That's what I love to get into. I don't, like, I don't need all that excitement and energy. I don't need no liver beef right now. We trying to stay on good terms throughout the spring. I know it's going to be a rough summer. It's probably spring. starting this weekend. It's going to be a real rough summer. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so I'm going to keep it nice and chill. But, yo, you know who really need to tone down what they're drinking and whatever <laughs> what else going on? Yo, who's the man since this United flight attendant? Did y'all hear about that flight attendant that uh, went crazy on that flight? <laughs> yeah. Why don't none of this ever happen on my flight? Like, <laughs> it's going to just be boring, and we go up, we come down, and I guess that's really all you want, or should want, but <laughs> just once I want I want a Denzel in flight, or, <laughs> or a bridesmaid. Bryce, what happened? She so this is like super close to bridesmaids, but she actually did actually work for the airline, so I'll give her that credit, but she went as far as to hop up on the intercom and tell flight passengers, like, if you, I'm going to put up her exact quote. If you ain't got on your seatbelt, you fucked up. <laughs> what? <laughs> well. Now, could you imagine sitting there and you just like, all right, yeah, about to go um, on my flight. Listen, man, if I heard that, <laughs> you hear that? I'm putting my seatbelt on right away. Because usually when you get on a man. plane and you're like, Ting. Please put your seatbelt on, and no one really cares. <laughs> it's like your daily. <laughs> when you hear that, but when I hear a, hey, y'all fuck, I'm I'm putting on, right. I'm putting that seatbelt on real quick. <laughs> you know the most disrespected people, probably on earth. Who our flight attendants? Because don't nobody listen to them. The whole flight, <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> they make announcements. They do a whole safety video. They sit there and try to show you how to live, basically, if some shit go down. And I swear I ain't looked up once. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got on a flight. Oh, man. And you know, you know, every once in a while, they got to just be like, I hope some shit goes down. So I hope so. I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, be nicer to flight attendants or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> But man, uh, she was crazy though. She was just on the intercom, you know. She was actually in passengers' faces, being rude, belligerent. Like that. from the picture I saw, she was straight up arguing with the passenger face to face, like they was about to go blow for blow. That part was the crazy. I don't think I need that on my flight. But just give me a little bit of like the drunken intercom. I'll take that. <laughs> man, she must have really. Wait, had a was rough this day. the le- Was this the same lady who who was telling the passengers as they was walking off that they were going to hell? 
Damn, I don't even think so. Oh, okay, that's oh, another question. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going through? They do they in a union or something? That was this black lady on the flight, and she was like yelling and filming the passengers as they got off the plane, and she was saying stuff like. Y'all all going to hell. You all going to hell. <laughs> hell is that way, and that's the way you walk in. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. I would feel some type of way. Like, <laughs> I ain't even do nothing to you. Why I gotta be going to hell? <laughs> no, I wouldn't feel like that. That would throw me off. If I if that was if I walked into the airplane, that's the first thing that was coming towards me. Like the those words and this old lady. I don't know why it's creepier when it's an old lady saying it like that. Mm-hmm. Right, because like, for some reason it just feels a little bit more true. Like for some reason she would know. Right? <laughs> right. Like she'd have been there before. You know that's what Michigan Man. State needs. If they, you know that the Wells, what is it, the Wells Heckler, Wells Hall uh, oh, preacher? Oh, Wells preacher? What he needs to do is just get an old lady and stand next to him. Maybe he'll <laughs> scare some kids <laughs> up out of whatever he's like, you know, trying to condemn people for. But, Man. and guess what? I just feel like United missed us. They had to give us something. We hadn't talked about them in a while. <laughs> right? Very true. Very true. They might. But, yo, why does, why does she have to be black, though? That, 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 that hurt my heart when I saw that. <laughs> I was so hurt when I saw that picture of her, like, slouched in the seat. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, damn. It's over. Hey, what you think she, what do you think she was drinking? Oh, Devil juice, whatever it was in that cup. <laughs> That's the devil. The devil. <laughs> she never touched it again. Man, you might be laughing, but she must have had like rough day, week to get to yourself to fly in the air, like get drunk on the flight as you're working and not. And probably be- not though. Huh? She probably was like, "I'm about to deal with these assholes on this flight. Let me go ahead and pour me up something. Probably had it like in her little side pouch somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> people do it. <laughs> Let me go ahead and prepare for this because I already know it's gonna be some BS. Let's go ahead and do it. But it's but like, it sucks it. because like she can't go anywhere but sit until they land. <laughs> so right. she's just probably got yelled. Probably told she's fired, and she got. S- sit on the flight the whole way back to her. In time out. <laughs> <In> time- <laughs> I sit here and think about what you did. <laughs> oh man! Did they ever? Did they ever say if she got fired or not? I saw that she was like released. I don't know if that means temporary suspended or it sounds like let go to me. Yeah, that's what she gone, man. <laughs> she gone. Sorry, sorry. Had to be you. Yeah. Right. No, it'd be funny Wait, you though. say she's black or white? She black. She's black. What's her name? No doubt about it. Is she, she said, older? I don't say what you think about. You saw you saw the picture coming out. They're about thirties. Yeah, probably mid thirties. She's probably Sabrina. I would give her a Sabrina. No, why does she look like she could be a Sabrina? You ain't even seen the picture. <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> I can tell totally you, Sabrina. Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Just we know her. Man. You got the gift. Yeah, I can't find her name, hey. but hey, sometimes it be like that, right? Sometimes really it do. do. <laughs> right. I right, want to so, find out, but yeah, dude. Right. Sometimes. Please don't let us find out. 
Alright, so in more positive black news, Gambino made a lot of waves over the weekend. So it started off with his Saturday Night Live performance, which basically was the Gambino show, and during which he debuted his music video online at the same time. So personally, I feel like that was the closest I'm ever going to be to feeling like how the Beehive felt when they got to watch Lemonade and it dropped at the same time. Because that's basically <laughs> the closest we're going to get <laughs> outside of that. So that was pretty dope. What did y'all think? Did y'all get a chance to check out any of the skits and, or in the video? Are you being fair? Like, because you're calling it the Gambino show. But to be fair, Donald Glover hosted. All right? Gambino fair. is just the music guest. Like, I feel like you got to give him all his props. You you're right. You're right. No. Body. You got to acknowledge properly. So it was the Donald Glover show featuring Gambino. Mm. True. Because didn't he also announce that we about to lose Gambino? Like, we get one more album and that's it or something? Yeah, he did say that. I'm hoping he was lying. Yeah, I hope that was fake news. Look, music artists lie to us every day, B. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, look at your faves, but... Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Jay-Z's last album, quote, was a (laughs) So what did you guys think of the... Well, let's start off with this. Now, what you guys think of the skits? I thought the skits were, like, amazing. Like, some of the funniest ones I've seen in a while. And they weren't all hitters. Like, there was, like, one or two of them that I thought were just all right. But um, the Migos one, that one was, like, an amazing one. Uh, which one came on after that? The Kanye Place? Yeah. So, the Quiet Place parody. I thought that one was amazing. Like, those were some, like, I've only seen the episodes that have guest stars that I like recently at SNL. And those have definitely been the best ones I've seen recently. That Migos skit was... Like, I wonder what, like, when Migos are at home or wherever they go and they're on social media and they see such things, I wonder what they... If they laugh, if they, you know, agree and do the same exact thing back. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like with that one, they gotta just laugh it off. (laughs) With, With stuff like that, they gotta just laugh it off. What if, what if the Migos really do talk in ad libs on a daily basis? I I don't see a world where they don't. Like, right? I don't know how it's possible for them not. Because I've never watched any of their interviews, so I don't really know how they talk outside of the music. So as far as I'm concerned, that's well, Migos twenty four seven. The only interview I ever watched was uh, do a little like do a little do it. Wait, how did we go? Do a little like that's the only one, and we saw how that ended up so. <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to watch no more. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not get a chance to watch it, but um, I did get to see the Migos skit. I saw the Kanye Quiet Place skit. Those both were funny. What were like your faves outside of the Migos? I think my favorite one is actually the one that they didn't even uh, air. Did you guys oh. see the, the one floating around about the Cavaliers, like uh, the other Cavaliers, Cavaliers and what they do yeah. for LeBron? Oh, yeah. no, I didn't see that one. Well, I get his laundry. I take care of all his other needs. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, what do you say? I scored, I averaged zero points, zero assists, and it's zero six personal fouls. fouls. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's real. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, literally, it came out <laughs> and later that day, LeBron's out there doing it again. <laughs> uh, but the main thing so I feel we, like, um, the main thing I think a lot of people were hitting on was the video, the music. Yeah, video. so what do you guys think? So he dropped the music video for This Is America, performed it later on, but I think most people were more concerned about the actual music video because the imagery near is so powerful. 
So let's go ahead and dive into that. What'd you guys think of it? I thought it was great. It was childish at his just being childish. His weird, artistic, uh, I don't even know what else to call him in his moves and movement, but I liked it. It was definitely did what it was supposed to do because I was distracted at first from him, because of him and like the dancers and stuff and really wasn't paying as much attention to the story and the backgrounds. But once I watched it again and paid attention to that, yeah, it was pretty powerful. Do you think that was the the intention, Conrad, was to show like how easily distracted we were? Is that yes. your takeaway? Because I've heard a few different takeaways online. I mean, I have never seen so many like <laughs> think tweets. I think I'll call it. <laughs> everyone was <laughs> many, like, many pieces. <laughs> everyone was had a thread going on Sunday. Um, but that was your takeaway. Yeah, I think it, it was because it was. For me, it was very distracting. Like, there was so much going on, uh, just even beyond uh, Childish on there. And so I was, you know, I was either, like, in surprised by some of the things. Like, wasn't expecting it. So I, that was one emotion. I was, like, laughing in one emotion. I was, like, this dude is weird in one emotion. Like, and, like, really wasn't, like, just, I was taking it face value the first time I watched it. Um, but I'm I'm curious to hear what other people had their thought processes when they're watching it because if if that if that many people were tweeting about it it was definitely it was um it must have been something that just sparked right after watching it for sure yeah I saw a lot of people tweet um that they thought that Donald's carrot or childish <laughs> childishness <laughs> Gambino's character in the video is that he was America. And he was showing how, I guess, how violent America can be, but how they put other stuff in front of you so you can kind of, like you said too, kind of, you know, pay attention to something else while this other thing is going on, even though you were just focused on this thing. Um, I heard some people say he is black men in America, which I only heard, heard a few, I only heard actually black men say that. Um. Yeah, it was interesting, Ron. What did you think? I think that that interpretation that he's representing America is what makes the most sense to me. You know, his main goal was to distract you from some of the stuff that was going on, but at the same time, also doing some of the same acts, but immediately pretending like they didn't even like they didn't happen and going right back to business as usual, which I think is a pretty clever take on the commentary on the American media cycle, and. Actually, backtracking for a second, I'll say the song itself, I think that after the hype wear off, the song is pretty average to me. Do you guys enjoy the song? I have not I gotten into... I feel like I never liked the song. Yeah, like, I'm not going to find... I don't think I'm ever going to find myself playing it, putting this into my playlist or seeking it out. Like, it's, it's definitely going to be... I'll listen to this when I watch the video. Mm. I think I liked it because of the soundtrack. It just drew me because it was so intense. Just the soundtrack itself without the visuals and everything. But I enjoyed it. It probably might so, work out rotation or something. So here, here's here's my thing. Like, I am a big fan. I want to be honest. I'm a big fan of Donald Glover and Childish Gambino within the last three years. Okay? And what I mean by that is I'm not going to act like I was here from the beginning. I saw a, a childhood friend post this morning like, oh... 
we've been riding with Donald since the 2000s and we love him and we got we got posts and pictures to prove it and we've been to all his shows that ain't me all right i'm very <laughs> much so on the bandwagon okay um and i like him because i really appreciate his creativity i appreciate his willingness to be different i i i tell you the one thing that really made me a fan of his and i don't even know if this is the best way to say it I don't know if this made me a fan, but I really appreciated the fact that he was so honest was a few years ago when he was dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts and he kind of tweeted, um, tweeted all of these letters that he wrote. Um, and it was like on, on hotel, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hotel stationery. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the most honest thing I had ever seen from any celebrity in my life. And I thought that was so dope that he wasn't doing it to get attention because he made it clear that, you know, he had gotten the help or was getting the help that he needed. But he did it because other people would be going through the same thing and he wanted them to know that they weren't alone. So that is the childish Gambino Donald Glover that I started to like and started to get used to. Again, the first album I ever listened to was uh, his latest one, Awaken My Love, I think is the name. Yep. Nah, I don't even know the name. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> and very much so, Atlanta is the very first thing I've seen him act in. I, I saw clips of Community, but Ron was there way before me, okay? I, I admit that. So I, mean, I understand why people are like talking. There's a lot of t- talk online right, right now about, oh... He's problematic, and he said some stuff in the past, and he did this, and what about these jokes he told? And I'm sure, like, I mean, the guy's on my vision board that I'm looking at right now, you know? I'm sure that he's going to do something or say something probably in the future that will make us pause. But this guy has balls, and I like I like that he's willing to go out there and say, I'm going to make you think. I might embarrass myself, I might look foolish, but damn it, it's what I want to do and I'm going to do it this way. Mm. That was my my takeaway for the video. So I just think about uh, another part of it where everyone seems like this is another part of making this video hype and uh, the, about the choir scene. A lot of people have been talking about how they could have done without the choir scene and yeah. um, leading to the question is Childish Gambino the genius as in, as insensitive? If people are thinking of him as a genius but is he also being insensitive with the work he's doing or I guess in this case with this video he put out? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there may be that statement and that sentiment that I've seen has kind of sparked a few different questions for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the first of all, being one, are we overusing the term genius? Because especially with, you know, all the kind of stuff going around, I just feel like that's just the word that I'm hearing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, like, well, can it be both? Does the insensitivity automatically take away from the genius or can they exist in the same space? You know, that's something that I've kind of feel like we would be hypocritical to say no, especially being fans of hip hop, because there's tons of things that go on within that culture, within those, in that music that we shouldn't be supporting, mm-hmm. with both within the music and those other personal lives, but we continue to do so. So yeah, there's imageries and things that we may not disagree with, 
Yeah, you may disagree with, but is that really the worst thing that a hip hop artist has done for, for us to, to try to take credibility away from them for? Yeah, I agree. That's what made me think. I mean, I like that uh, thought process. I didn't agree with it because even let, live alone like this visual uh, music video. I mean, even in the some of the movies, documentaries that are put out there um, that have insensitive topics. We don't really talk about that because I know a lot of people are saying like, um, "What about the families who are still recovering from the um, church shooting? Uh, are we thinking about them? Uh, yeah. Maybe they don't want to be reminded about this every single time." But like, I understand that, but I don't know at what point do we decide that's where we're going to draw the line if that's the case in how people present things. Yeah. I agree with the whole genius conversation. It feels like every time somebody does something good now that they're a genius, um, I would much I feel much more comfortable calling him a fantastic artist and a very skilled artist, and he has given us amazing art. Um, and he does think in different ways, so I get why people call him genius, um, but. I do understand that sometimes art is not comfortable. Sometimes art is not something we feel like comfortable showing everyone or comfortable everybody being able to see it. Um, I don't like the choir part of the video. I did not like it when I first saw it. I still don't like seeing it every single time it pops up on Twitter or Instagram. But at the same time, it like, it forces you to address that situation that actually happened. I do feel bad. I thought about that this morning. Like, I, cause I, when I first saw the video, the, I never thought about your point, Conrad. Like, how do the families feel? Mm-hmm. Not even about the video, but just where are they at right now mentally and emotionally? Like, where are they at right now processing what they went through a few years ago? Um, and then, then I go to the place like, does this video do anything to them or spark anything within them? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't make it doesn't make like his art any less true. Like that did happen. It didn't. I mean, it did not happen to a choir. It did not happen at a choir stand while they were singing. Uh, but that situation did happen, and. In America, we did pretty much treat it like a we- a story for a week, and then we kind of let it go because something else bigger came along, or some new dance phase came along, or some new hashtag came along, or challenge came along, and we never we never circle back. So I I I hope that all the people like having the conversation around was it insensitive. They also have the conversation around like why why aren't we also like what are we doing now about that situation? Or what are we doing now about other situations that happen every day in America? We just hashtag it and move on. I think that's the biggest thing for me, uh, Brian, is like, it happens every day. It's like, why are we just picking now this to start bringing back, you know, uh, Charleston incident? Um, and we could have brought it up this whole time since it happened. Uh, but a thing for me that I'm worried about, and I don't think it's, I guess nothing really to worry about, but when people are saying that it's insensitive in the name of art, and to me, I'm just thinking about, you can pull different ways you can look at this. 
even outside of music, but when you go to a memorial museum or, you know, if an artist depicts uh, art based off of uh, slavery or based off of the Holocaust and they use visual art pictures depicting of what was happening, I mean, that can spark or trigger someone. That can be considered insensitive. So I... I mean, are we, are people, I don't think it's a start of anything, but it's just that people, I feel like people choose, want to always choose different parts to speak on. Um, But at the end of the day, it's his way of expressing something to us. And obviously it worked because everyone's being triggered to have a thought process about this main, like this whole video. Yeah. And like you said, not only his way of expressing something, but also his way of expressing himself. Yeah. And that's what art is. Like. I mean, you can look at any comedian, you can look at any painter, you can look at any musician, any actor who has had to kind of put their art out there and have it ripped apart or have it like questioned, but it is what they, I would almost say what they had to do as an artist to put themselves out there and let, be honest and truthful with themselves. And that's ultimately why we go to artists because we want to we want to hear their perspective we want to see a situation in a different light i do wish i will say this i do wish that that wasn't the only clip that has been like screen screen grabbed for every article or every it's both of the shooting clips are are the screen grab that i see every time this video pops up anywhere um i do wish that that wasn't the case at the same time, though, that is that is the art. So hopefully everyone they're watching the whole video and not just that little clip that pops up whenever you're on social media. What's some other stuff you guys picked out of it in the background <clears throat> that maybe you didn't see the first time and caught the second time? Or... I mean, <clears throat> I didn't see most of it. I didn't see damn near anything the first time around. Like like you said, I just took it at the face value. I was watching what he was doing on the screen, and I picked up on the, you know those immediate things. But as far as noticing stuff like, you know, cop cars riding around in the background and I think SZA even popped up at a certain point. Someone just said, I had to catch, I had to catch that. Yeah. Who popped yeah, up? Upon there? second viewing. SZA? There was a, SZA was in there for a quick scene. Really? It's like yeah. at the end of the video. <laughs> well, she's just sitting on the car. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, there's oh, but, also like a white horse. And I know that I heard people talking about it today, and unfortunately, I don't know much about it. I think it has something to do with the Bible. Um, but that's also, like, I didn't notice that at all when I watched the video. But it's obviously, like, it's definitely there uh, while he's dancing. Right. <laughs> I will say Donald is... Or childish, sorry, since we're talking about him in this form. Put uh, some respect on his name. Sorry. Names. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's definitely very comfortable in his goofiness and oddness in everything he does. And Oh, yeah, and he has been for a long time. <laughs> Can we talk about the dancing? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. One, I've been looking for a name for it. I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And she was like, oh, he can dance? And I was like, yeah, he can. I just don't know what to call it. And I've, I've been thinking about it a lot since I, like, I had, I didn't get to watch the video until, like, 
later in the day on Sunday. So I had already seen the think pieces on Twitter, the think tweets. I had already seen like the Instagram clips, um, but I couldn't watch the full thing until later. And the first thing I saw when I when I saw the video was trending was kind of that dance he does at the beginning. I was like, what? I was like, this is so refreshing, but I don't know what to call it. I was like, I don't know, I don't know, like, how to feel about it. It was just, I don't know, it was, like, real interesting to me. At least it was on beat. I have no idea what to call it. At least it was on (laughs) beat, and it was entertaining. But it goes back to even in Atlanta, that part where they're dancing a bit, that clip they show where they're dancing. Have you seen that? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he does that dance. He looked, he looked awkward, but he was still like moving. So it was, it's just him. Like, <laughs> that's the best way I can explain it. I feel like it caught me off guard because you don't. Look, we got, we got male. Oh, that's going to sound bad. We have <laughs> men who dance in the music industry. I was going to say, we got male dancers. <laughs> They're not here, but you know. Uh, no, we got. <laughs> I mean, you got your Chris Brown, you got your Omarion, Bruno, uh, who else? That's That's what I can think of. We got them. Um, But that wasn't the type of dancing uh, Childish was doing in that video. And it was almost like, that's dope that that's not the dancing. I don't want to see another, like, Michael Jackson knockoff in a video or a hip-hop routine. Like, he was, like, grooving. And that was that was that was different. That was probably my biggest takeaway from the video, to be honest. Well, no, it wasn't my biggest takeaway. That was my favorite part about the video, was just that it felt it looked like he was free. That's the only word that came to mind when I saw him dancing throughout. And I was like, man, if every black man could feel or present themselves in this way, or be willing to present themselves in this way, man. How how dope would that be? Where where would we be? It's just um leads to another like kind of with since we've been talking about Kanye the past couple of weeks, you also hear the thing about uh, childish is what Kanye wanted to be today. If I got that, oh, right. here we go. I didn't know yeah. he was coming back. I thought we finished him. Yeah, he's back. So like, no, you can't never you can never finish Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that clear. Hey, give, him a, give him a few more tweets. Don't worry. He'll, he'll finish himself. Ron, what do you think about that? Since um, that's your favorite, one of your favorite artists. So what do, you, what do you take on that? What's your take on that? I mean, my initial reaction to it is that it's really just a fake deep statement that doesn't really have much meaning to it. And I say that because I've seen people say it and I've looked for like the supporting evidence that they've provided and I haven't seen any. So if someone were to tell me that they have a case for it, I'm, you know, I listen with open ears and an open mind. I'm not saying that it's impossible to say, make that case. I just have yet to see anyone do it. I feel like the better argument would be that this is the Kanye we want right now. Like, no, <laughs> Kanye does not want to be. Kanye is one of the greatest selling albums, great greatest selling artists in hip hop history. He is still a major touring act. He is uh, one of the most rewarded hip-hop artists in history. Kanye West has had the career that he wanted, okay? He spoke about this way back when. Go watch his old interviews. He said he wanted to be the biggest thing in in hip-hop. He is the biggest thing in hip-hop. 
He said he wanted to be the greatest entertainer of all time. He's not, but he thinks he is. So Kanye has done everything that Kanye wanted to do. But this is what we want from Kanye. We would like to hear Kanye's take on America today. We would like... No, no, no. Not even that. We would like to hear Kanye's take on how we feel about America today. Because, I, well, depending on who you believe, we've heard Kanye's take on America he thinks it's going pretty well. So I feel like it's more so us like placing our own feelings on what we wish Kanye was doing today as opposed to what Kanye, what we think Kanye wants, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to go as far as say that this is what I want from Kanye because at the end of the day, I, what I want from him is really just the music. And if this is the, if he made a song like this, then I'd be happy with it. But also, I would it, at this point in time, it would come off disingenuous, disingenuous, because he's made that type of music before. Yeah, like he's approached it in a much different way, and I think that it was the way that it worked for him. So I think that this style of making this type of such overt cinematography that works for Gambino, but it's not what I expect. What would expect from Kanye? Yeah. True. I mean, do you and see? I'm not even saying. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna sorry. say. Do ahead, you think? Ahead. Do you think they have similarities as artists? And the way people look at them, at least, not... And I guess the way I'm saying it's like, if you think of Kanye was this, you know, average, you know, kid from Chicago, not athletic, you know, spoke his mind, acted different, thought differently. And people were like, people, some people who were wanting to relate to someone like him, especially, you know, if you're black. And this is a, I guess, looking at Childish, she's even weirder, but in a newer way, if that makes sense. So do you think people relate to them in that way? Like, they're, how they're, like, acceptant, accepting of their characters and their personalities and who they are at that level? Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty much hitting the nail on the head because both Kanye and Gambino are two of the people who I listen to the most within hip-hop, and I consider them to be two voices that really spoke for not necessarily they, they spoke for they gave a voice that I didn't necessarily hear in hip hop at the time I wouldn't say they were the first ones to ever do it but they were the first ones that I heard within my generation that made me feel like they broke that mode outside of the what was popular at the time of the gangster rapper or you know having all the confidence in the world like they spoke for the guy who was like I ain't got it all going on right now but I'm gonna get there and they both kind of they both of them are there now so both of them are making a different type of music right. and it's nice to, to have seen that growth within their career and I think that you can definitely draw parallels between them in that way yeah, I I kind of leave it at that, but I'm I feel like I feel like Kanye is still more universal. So even if you Definitely. felt like that out of place person, if you was a thug, you still felt like you still knew what Kanye was talking about. I feel like there's still a large population who does not know what childish Gambino is or can even relate to him now. Like I don't feel like I can relate to. I still feel like I can relate to old Kanye. I don't feel like I relate to Childish at all. Um, I feel like if we had a conversation, I don't feel like it. I feel like if I had a conversation with Kanye in 06, that would be one I would anticipate versus the conversation I would be able to have with Childish today. I feel like that would not. I don't know. I just don't feel like he he's me or I'm him. Whereas, like I said last week, I very much felt like Kanye spoke for me. When I was younger, I felt like that was my my voice in hip hop. I don't feel that way about Childish. 
I I admire him, and I think that's why I admire him so much, because that is a level of, I guess, understanding oneself that I wish I had. Mm. I wish he had more music, more of his music available for like everyone to get access to, so I could make, so I could maybe use it for the listening club. Because I think he has some work that could change your mind about that, but it's not something that everyone can listen to. So I wouldn't try to suggest it for us all. Well, let's just say a few. I mean, I'll do some homework. Like, you know? all right. Well, actually, albums, so one of his songs, albums. So one of his on Spotify is his Camp album, which I believe, which is considered his first yeah. studio album. Yeah. I think if you listen to that, you might be surprised with how much you might be able to feel like you could relate. To some of the things he was saying, because I think he spoke from that same perspective, as you said, that Kanye was speaking for, like that guy who wasn't a thug, but still could be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. You and know, the, you you know the person who I think is the next Kanye, or I don't even want to say the next Kanye, because I'm not about to sell him short. I think the person who who deserves the most comparison to Kanye it is Chance the Rapper. It's not childish. Like, Chance has proven that he can make music for the masses who can all kind of come together over his music. Whereas, childish, you still kind of feel like you're a part... Now look, Childish Gambino just just announced this whole arena tour, so obviously he's doing something for a lot of people. But <laughs> my thing is, like, there's still a... It still feels like childish is not as attainable as what maybe a Kanye of old or child or chance of today is that's that's to me is like the better comparison that just popped in my head you guys think his next album is going to be like his woke album hmm childish yeah I hope not because that's not what I listen to him for yeah unless he makes it within himself though like all the other albums. That that was true. If he does that, like I don't want a whole album full of the "This Is America" type commentary songs. I've been looking at, uh, <laughs> so I just want to put this out there. There are a lot of black women on Twitter and everywhere else who are not fans of Childish Gambino because he has made comments in the past about black women. And how he does not prefer them, or he only prefers a certain type of black woman. Um, so some people <laughs> on Twitter, and I, I'm laughing because it has been funny to me that so many, I've, I don't feel like I've ever seen it where there are so many black people on one side, but there's this loud voice of, or smaller group, but still loud voice of black people on another side. And people are saying, like, oh, all you got to do is put out a video to be fake woke. All you got to do is say a few lines and you woke. And people are starting to, like, question, like, why does everything have to be woke and non-woke and stuff like that? So I just found it interesting, like, because some people would say he's never been woke and never will be woke because of past comments, which I don't think is fair. Like, don't judge everybody off their past comments. Um, I mean, you can decide not to like them, but don't judge them off of that. We can all grow and learn. Um, but some people feel like this is not woke childish. This is just childish being childish, stating an opinion. But it doesn't mean he's woke about anything. Why does it matter to them? Well, I can't answer for them. Because <laughs> I don't know the man. But I think most people just... would say it matters because we kind of... If you look at Twitter on Sunday... 
Childish was anointed as like the second coming. He was the greatest rapper out today. He was the the most wokest. I, I saw many people say, "Oh, the most wokest voice." This is what we need now. Everything I saw at least eighty percent of the comments about this video, including the word genius. And I think it matters because there are people out there who are like, well, don't just, you know, be blinded by a good show and a nice video. Like, look at what this dude has said in the past. I think that's where they're coming from. <sighs> so that's why I don't know, you know? I mean, like, I, 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 get <laughs> I, I get where they're coming from. I get where they're coming from. The man ain't perfect. He's definitely flawed. I, like, I've been a fan of him for a long time. And I've been very aware of these problematic statements that he's had in his past and I mean just put it bluntly I don't have an issue with it like I know he said things that I don't personally agree with but he hasn't said anything that I'm like I can't support him or, or I have to view him only within a certain lens because of because of those statements I mean he's had he's I think to me he's explained himself enough where I allow him to have the freedom to exist in that space that I don't agree with because he's basically explained that the way he was treated by black women his personal experience is what led him to have the views that he has today where he doesn't have have a preference for him and while I think that's a flawed approach to have and a flawed review to have, I mean, it's his view. It's his life. Ain't nothing I can do about it. He <laughs> still makes music that I like, so I'm still going to listen to it. Thank right. you. It's just... <laughs> you can, if, it, if it's not physically impacting your life, I know it's hard for you to just not say anything. But at the same time, like, what is it going to do for you? Like, Ron's you know saying, what, like, though? It's just, like, it's just like, I don't get why it's such an investment, especially when it's someone famous. You know what? That's a good point, though, Conrad, because we talked about that either last week or the week before or both when we talked about Kanye. And people kept saying, and I heard it on, like, different platforms, why do you guys care so much what he says? Why do you care that this celebrity cares this way? How does that impact you? The truth of the matter, it does. Because at the end of the day, we support these people. We keep them... Uh, uh, well paid. We we support their views. We share their views, and when we're doing all that, we're not just impacting our own lives, but we're sharing them with strangers. We're sharing those thoughts with other people who may not listen to their music. We're sharing those thoughts with people who may have differing thoughts from us, and that can cause issues. That can. I mean, I, I know this is a false statement. But look, for the past two weeks, the the right or the Republican Party, whatever you want to call them, has been making a lot of money off the words that Kanye said. Was that his intention? I don't think it was. But that is the result of him using his platform to share the thoughts that he's had. So it can it can affect us in many ways because now that they have that type of support, we're about to go into midterm elections. That money means more commercial. That commercials. That money means more more radio spots. That money means more more billboards and 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 POS and things of that sort. That's going to support some of the things that may hurt you, me, or our people or people we know. So I think I feel like I don't want to. I don't. I want to be careful again of saying like, "Oh, why do you care about that? Or why do you got to focus on that?" Well, because maybe it does hurt some of the people I know. Maybe it does hurt me. But I also think people that I don't even see yet. But I also think 
that makes sense, but I don't think a lot of people are using that reasoning when it comes to it. It's just like a to me, it just seems like sometimes it's just a social der- social media derived derived um, thought process. I mean, there's people who are thinking like that, Brian. They're like, yes, he has an impact on us because look what he's done to this party that may use this money to for whatever odd reasons they don't you know agree with compared to looking at that person that celebrity and whatever they're doing you are reflecting it and making it seem like they're telling you what to do with your life you know that's where i i just have an issue with like that's why i say why are you guys letting them impact your life to a certain extent yes in that aspect it's impacting our life but there's some people who usually when they're tweeting about this or when they're talking about this are so dependent on this celebrity's lifestyle or try to mimic this celebrity's lifestyle or put this like when you guys talk about genius and stuff from using that word i feel like people are using that word so much it also sets us up for or gets people's hopes up for something so if like you know childless's next album is trash people are so ready to call him a genius and everything and then once if this album comes out it's not as good as what they expected and now he's no longer a genius and you know he just lost his edge or something like that. just let people be and enjoy like you know it's even in the nba right now calling uh who was it the coach for boston he was such a genius he's such a genius now like everyone's talking about how he's such a genius in the sport and, and there's a the, the battle with the same thing with sport, in sports about using words to describe people on a daily basis. But Childish, you got to enjoy him for this this year, man. So I'm here for. Hey, all, look, all he's been making some good moves. Some good moves. Atlanta, he got oh. his uh, Brian. His solo I gotta stop you. Right I gotta out. stop you. I gotta stop you real quick. Uh-oh. Atlanta, I got a story for y'all. Okay, so I'm not caught up at all. Huh? Please, not Please tell me you watched it already. The most recent. Nah, he, he's so behind. I Damn watched it. season one. Oh. Go ahead, though. I'm, I I don't think it. Can I still tell this story, Ron, or should I? Just oh not? yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I go for it. All right. I don't know. Without trying to spoil it, I'm still gonna watch it. You just, I feel like you could spoil Atlanta. Like, <laughs> is it a cliffhanger? No. Or something. All right, no. we good. Go ahead. No, you'd be right. It's anyway, it's like the story is basically like any. I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. it I did. I had like flashbacks the whole time I was watching it. But uh, I was actually uh, texting Ron about it, and I was like, "Man, this is a flash." I was that kid in in middle school that really wanted to like wear. Even no more was elementary school who wanted to to wear like designer brand stuff. And of course, obviously, we didn't afford it. We had just moved to the states, so. Um, I was that kid that in this case, little Earn is wearing found his mom. He was at like a probably like a Goodwill or something, and found this Fubu shirt. And Fubu was the thing at that time in his school, or more likely just wearing something with a brand name on it at that time. So his in this situation, Earn gets the shirt from Goodwill, and I know like Marshalls, huh? It was Marshalls, like Marshalls, Marshalls, yeah, what, what, yeah, whatever the discount store those stores are. And uh, still shopping at Is that bad? No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he gets this jersey from there. It's Fubu, and then he goes back to school. And this other kid has a Fubu jersey. His obviously looks more authentic. It has like the oh. seal, and you know the everything looks right. But I'm gonna stop there because in the end, 
or basically, Ern was nervous to be found out that he had the fake shit because he was gonna get clowned. And for me, the very first time, so my first time to in America going to school in third grade, it was my first time on a school bus, and obviously my first day going to an American school. So I get on a. <laughs> We didn't obviously have the most money at the time. So my mom gave me, it was in the winter, my first winter in America. So she all she was worried about was bundling me up. She didn't care what I looked, what I was wearing, as long as I was warm. So I got on this bus, and obviously I had never been on a school bus, so I just sit in the front seat. Literally, I know apparently that's like the worst seat to take on <laughs> on a school bus as you, <laughs> as you start riding it. But everyone is like staring at me, and I'm like, what is the like the kids just stare here this is rude this is disrespectful don't be staring at me i've been taught you're not supposed to stare at people where i come from so then these like, girls hey, man and so these these little girls these little black girls right next to me um are like laughing and eventually i found out because they're laughing at me because i have this big old purple winter jacket on like the grandma type with like the scrunchie on the side uh, you know those yeah that was, <laughs> that's what my mom had to give me that day to wear as a coat yo so man. Were like, you warm? oh man were you warm i was obviously i was warm but that's what your mom would probably say like hey but you was warm right <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, all right. So I'm already a laughing stock. African kid that comes to school in a purple, a purple girl jacket. Little, uh, anyways. So we go, we get to class, and and I don't know. It's like the movies here when like you have that new student, and it's like, hey everyone, this is Conrad, and he's from Africa, and everyone's like, <gasps> and then like once everyone realizes from Africa, and then they go back to what I was wearing. And, and they're like, just start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> That's cool and all about that coat, though. Uh-huh. I mean, I was, crazy. I was walking in class. I didn't know the difference at that point. I didn't realize or care, like, you know, girls are wearing this. And I was never really, like, it was not something that was pressed back home. And and for me, it was just my mom gave me a coat. I wear it. It's supposed to I'm warm. I don't know anything about this cold over here. Um, but that was just a flashback to me because I was like, I... Never could get the brand name clothes. I was a dude who used to shop at Value City when they had their little uh, clothing store before they shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to, hey, cool kicks, but they look like Nikes, but it says like Apex or some shit on it. And I was a dude rocking those, <laughs> sh- rocking those, those shoes. Um, even till now, like it doesn't get out of me. Our, our boy Jared makes fun of me because I always try to find the cheapest stuff. And I'm not cheap, but I'm always looking for hey, a bargain. Ain't nothing wrong with it, Conrad. <laughs> you know it. All right? I'm going to Marshall's tomorrow, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Man. So let's go ahead and keep moving. You know another black man that's doing real well lately? LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> Man, Le- LeBron Ra- Raptors. I mean, the Toronto Raptors got taken out by LeBron okay. for the third year in a row. And at this point, I just feel bad for them. Like, sorry, Drake. 
sorry to the whole six city, all y'all. Because I, I just feel like, how can one man destroy this whole city year after year after year? And it, like, crushes their hopes, bro. Like, this team always comes off the offseason number one seed or, like, the, they just have an amazing uh, regular season. Sorry. And once they get to the playoffs, it's like they crumble. They crumble. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Man, they built this team this year specifically around being able to stop LeBron when they get to the playoffs. Like, and they couldn't even do it for one game. <laughs> man, not one. It's just they're cursed. Brian, I know you don't like LeBron James, but what you think? I Brian? mean, you know, I, I I really thought <laughs> I really did not call the uh, I didn't call Cleveland to the, to even make it to the Eastern Finals, so I'm wrong, and that's all right. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> um, I don't think they're gonna have a hard time with Boston, so. Look, it'll be boring again. They'll be in the finals again for, what, the eighth year, ninth year, tenth year? Or no, 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 not them, but he will be. Um, yeah, the Warriors still going to win. We good. The levels of disrespect yeah. are, like, astounding. Like, how We're can good. you continue to bet, bet Here's what LeBron. I will say. All this greatest talk, we've discussed it many times before. Let the man finish the job. If he can finish the job... Then he can earn some of those greatest points. Quit giving, quit. Every, you can't just choose a highlight and say, "Oh, he the greatest." You can't choose a My series guy. and say he the greatest. <laughs> you can't choose a game and say he the greatest. You can't choose one championship and say he the greatest. Let the man earn it, okay? Okay. If you're just talking championships, then that means Bill Russell the greatest. So you can kill that noise. Yeah, I, I like, said get, what out I said. I get out of here. Get out of here. You can't use one. Screen grab, one tweet, one one uh, game or series. Let the man earn it, okay? Because what y'all gonna say if he don't win this year? He still he's still the greatest. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he's always the greatest. Never do it. It has nothing to do with the championship. Your expectations, okay? Raise your expectations. It has nothing to do with goals, your hopes. You your really, dreams. Brian? Because we got you, greatest you people really out don't here think winning. He's, he's the greatest. The greatest. You really think player. I'm about to change my opinion right now? No. I, know, I just want to know. I if think you, he is if... one of the greatest to ever play. I think, honestly, and I said this before on this podcast, I think LeBron James is one of the greatest athletes to ever play any sport. Okay? Which means he's one of the greatest to ever play basketball. I don't think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't. But it just kills me that people can use this championship argument for a team sport. The man cannot control that he that the entire team cannot earn the championship. When it comes down to what one individual player is able to do, that's where you. That's where I'm looking at. Hey, I yeah. stand by that. All right. Well, Ron, drink to that, you and I. Yeah, I drink. Right. While y'all drinking to that, I got a greatest, all right, that I'll drink to, all right? Nobody want to hear it. Y'all just drink to anybody. Nobody want to hear it. Next thing you know, nobody want to hear it. Ball kids going to be the greatest of all time, you know? It's only a matter. You know, LeVar Ball had an 88 game last night. He the greatest. That's where this generation about to lead to, y'all. Oh, my god. Quote me on that. That that is really really just a major exaggeration, bro. The ball to the Who got the greatest? Snapchat timeline or something. I don't know. It's going to be real whack soon. <laughs> um, but let me tell you something. The definition of an icon is a person or thing regarded 
as a representative symbol of something. All right. Now I know y'all like to call a lot of people icons. I know you like to um, say things are iconic. I know you like to, you know, your new fave comes out with a nice Brian video, childish. Your friends come out <laughs> with some new shoes. You think that's iconic? Kanye West pokes holes in shirts, and it's the most iconic fashion line of all time. None I don't of those things are that. true. Well, hey. I don't think that anyone ever said that. Kanye did. <laughs> I'm just I mean, yeah, Kanye did. That don't, that don't count. Of course, the person Kanye who made did. it says it. Uh, and whoever paid $400 for some motherfucking tights thought they were iconic. Y'all gotta be chilling out here. All right? Hey, and for you who don't know, Yeezy just announced his new line, and they have $400 tights as part of it. But that's neither here nor there, because that's not who I'm talking about. Billboard magazine. Billboard the iconic place that we go to to figure out who's number one. Who has the number one song, the number one album, the number one movement? That's where we go to. Not only that's that's not only where we go to, that's where your faves go to, alright? That's where they go to they to check, like, <laughs> where are we at? Where are we at on the list? How far where down are, are we? How this? far are we falling? Where, who, what record did I break? Did I break a record? Am I close? You're not. But you know who is? <laughs> The 2018 Icon Award winner for artistic achievement, for overall achievement, for life achievement. Janet Demita Jones. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, Ron, every time, every time that hey, name May comes 20th. out, we just be boop. May 20th. May 20th. <laughs> May 20th. <laughs> May 20th. May 20th. You're welcome. You do that to yourself, because if you would just come out and say that she's getting the award, we would be all in your corner. But you got to go through all these dramatics. <laughs> I just want to know. I want y'all to know. If I tell you get there, I don't even want her to win no more. I'm, I'm worried about y'all, all right? I'm praying for y'all. May 20th. <laughs> Come to church. Man, can someone, right. listeners, can someone get, be shot? Or let's know, like, actually, you know what? Get us on Who's Man's Podcast at Gmail. Send us a little email telling Brian that he needs to relax. And Please at me. And at him. Please. Because he ain't about that life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mac and Cadillac, ask about us. <laughs> hey, uh, also, don't forget us on uh, trouble. on Instagram at Who's Man's Podcast. Shout out to at Yasmin for some of her thought provoking uh, questions that she uh, allowed us to share or kind of stimulated this conversation about childish. So people are hitting us up on those uh, platforms and. We got some emails later to uh, talk about, but what we got next? All right, so before we get into that, one last thing we got to hit on. So Van Lathan, who recently became, you know, a little bit more well-known, he's the guy in the video who spoke to Kanye at TMZ and put him in his place briefly. So we've become a little bit more connected to him on the social media platforms. And a tweet of his sparked an interesting conversation between us recently that we wanted to bring to you guys. So he had a tweet where he says, the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop businessmen, to him, he says in his own opinion, Jay and Dame as one, Master P, Diddy, and Dr. Dre. I feel like Jay and Dame is rude. Yeah, it is a little bit. They both deserve their own light. I feel like it's more rude to Dame, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, definitely. But I get it. Hmm. Now, very first thing I think of when I see those names 
why do all of our like Mount Mount Rushmore hip hop is men like is it me or they like if they're not straight up criminals they're borderline criminals drug dealer drug dealer drug dealer woman abuser like we need better representation in our law forms <laughs> hey low key can we just get an update to the the real Mount Rushmore because they're right. problematic too but that's another story for another day got right. <laughs> just take just take down the whole Mount Rushmore. We don't need none of it. <laughs> but what do y'all think about those names? Do y'all agree? Is there anyone else who y'all would put in in their place? Say the names again, real quick. All bro. right. So the names that he mentioned are Jay and Dame, Master P, Diddy, and Dr. Dre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I think without a doubt, all of them have definitely earned their place to be considered. Definitely. If not on there themselves, like those are definitely some of our biggest moguls. But I actually I appreciate like, the fact he put Master P up there because I feel like yeah. I really don't I don't give him credit, but I feel like a lot of people just don't think of Master P when you think of anything. Mm. True. Man, that was probably rude. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like that. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the No Limit Day is over unless you really care about listening to that music anymore. So I think it's fair to say that he's not necessarily on the forefront of our minds these days. Would uh, would Ludacris be on the tally? That was one I was going to ask you guys about. Where would you think about putting him? Because I think he slept on. Is business savvy? I think he is. He definitely is, I think. What businesses does he have? He had the soul headphones to start him off, I feel like. Yeah, he partnered with um, the cognac company. I forgot what what they ended up calling it. He Um, he actually currently owns restaurants in Atlanta. I think it's in, uh, I know it's in the airport. I think it's Chicken and Beer Restaurant. The movies, well, actually, one movie he's um, jumped movie. off on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that one movie is had, twelve of them, so technically, okay. right? And he had twelve a couple movies. small roles before yeah, that. Don't show up in the next Fast and Furious. How long is it gonna take you to realize it? <laughs> You're gonna be watching it on HBO, like, what? Well, goddamn, where Ludacris? Hey. <laughs> Tyrese gonna be right next to you, like, yeah, they ain't call me back either. But I was thinking, like, what about Fifty? That's what I was thinking too. I think Fifty definitely deserves a mention up there. I think I put replaced Dame for Fifty. That's interesting. Okay, I don't know. I can fight that either. Going back to my point earlier, would it even be possible to populate about Rushmore of hip hop businessmen without using a criminal? Like, can we think of four people that we could put up there that were clean records? Mm, it depends because you do somebody like so I think of I feel like hey we just listed all artists but could you put the people who were in charge of many of the deals that they were fortunate enough to uh, work with like you think of Russell Simmons you think of Lior Cohen oh yeah Mm. you know Def Jam I don't think Lior is the founder of Def Jam but I know Russell is I think Lior is maybe I'm wrong I'm thinking of, uh, I don't want to disrespect this man because uh, he's no longer with us. Ah, but he was one of the founders of Violator. He unfortunately Ooh. killed himself, but he was he was behind the 50 cent uh, vitamin deal, vitamin water deal, and 50 cents clothing deal. You think of like, uh, who else is there? I'm sure there's more out there. It's some women out there. That's the... Thing I don't like, like, ain't no women on this Mount Rushmore mountain. 
But like uh Sylvia Cohen, who was in charge of um I know right now she's in charge of Motown, which is giving us all this DJ Khaled content. But hell, she's been behind, behind a lot of deals too. True. What about Birdman? You go would you put him up there? Ooh. Damn. I feel he's right alongside with Master P. When we say uh, businessman, I guess for for Birdman, what else as a businessman does he have? I I mean, I don't follow him much other than what he does, basics. That is true. All I I mean, mean, Lux. Damn. Birdman, hit us up and let us know what you're doing. Uh, (laughs) Birdman, look, Birdman, partner up with me for a hand sanitizer company because we could definitely make some money doing the Birdman hand rub with hand sanitizer commercials. I've been thinking about this for years. That's an open market. You should have kept to yourself, Ron, because damn, you better hurry up and hit him. No, I'm not partnering with Birdman. I never get paid. I'll be still. (laughs) Man, but it's so many like four things, or um, on Dr. Dre's partner. Ah, the white dude. I can't think of his name. Eminem? No. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but the dude who was part of the Beats deal. Um, you know? I don't even know. I mean, it's many right. of them say, like, Dr. Dre wasn't even involved. He was just the name on it. But this guy actually spirited it. But as many people... I feel like that is one opportunity for hip-hop. Like, let's take a deeper dive at who... I know the artist deserves a lot of credit. But especially for business deals, it's like, let's not act like they were in the boardroom negotiating because history tells us that most of them weren't. They weren't even allowed in the boardroom. Most of them weren't even allowed in the building because of the fear that came from the executives that they were working with, which is a whole nother conversation around, you know, black men being feared as violent. Um, But I think like... There's so many people behind the scenes that deserve credit too for all these business deals. I cannot think of his name. It's all right, man. All right, so think, think back on a larger scale. Who would you put up as like your hip hop Mount Rushmore? Just four or five people that have the biggest impact on the part of hip hop that you enjoy. Who is in your Who's in your personal Mount Rushmore? Hey, Ron. Just to be fair, Chris Lighty was his name. Maybe there you go, yeah. But he there was behind. Go. 50 cents biggest business deals. Hmm. Alright, so personal Russian what you got? I can start off with mine. Alright, go ahead. Alright, so I'm taking an approach of the biggest artists that represent the different styles of music that I listen to. So it's going to be Jay-Z, Kanye, Wayne, Gambino, and Kid Cudi. That's my that's my. Oh, yeah, five. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with five. Okay, you're just going to make space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they're gonna be a little bit smaller. Like overall, it's gonna be the same amount of space, just smaller heads. Mm. It'd be doper if you gave one of them like a smaller head and all the rest of them bigger head. <laughs> like, but you up there, so what you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so my version, obviously, since y'all haters, but. Uh-oh. For me, my comment is definitely going to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Conrad? I'm going to be at the unveiling, all right? I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, bro. Not like you were with me for double rope. That's okay. That's all right. Oh, still spilling salt. Um, I just had a flashback. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're still friends. We're still friends. All right, so Common, 
Uh, I'll have to throw in there Kendrick. Ooh. Uh, just because I, I would have to throw a 50 in there just because I listened to a lot of 50 when I moved to the States. So, 50. Oh, this is tough. It is. I got three. Who's my last two? Hip hop, hip hop. Can I put a group in there or no? Sure. They got to share that one space though. They got to uh-huh. put all four of them. <laughs> Well, you saw we can make small heads. Well, I can, I'll just put, I'll, I'll just put their logo if, if I can, but I'd have to put Tribe Called Quest in this because they're like a majority of the hip hop that helped like transition to me in college thanks to Austin. So it's uh, a pretty good pick. I'm at that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Cole's right, in so there. Did... Cole's in there. J Cole. Yes. I think Cole's in there for me, but it's... I would love to discuss your picks, but those are picks, you know? <laughs> I do want to... <laughs> so I, when we were talking about this, I wanted to look up, like, hey, what is the symbolic meaning of Mount Rushmore? Like, why do we have it? Why do we care about it? Why do millions of people go and visit it every year? Um, and the reason that uh, the artist, let's give him a shout out, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so never mind. Um, <laughs> Guzon Borglum. He must have worked really hard for this. Um, but the four presidents carved on Mount Rushmore National Memorial represent key themes of the nation's history. So key themes symbolizing freedom, liberty, and the power of a dream. So that's what those dudes are up there for. Let's debate about it later. But if I'm thinking about the same thing throughout, like, hip-hop, like, who has represented the key themes of this industry? So, I'd like to put Russell Simmons. Is it, okay, are we doing hip-hop artists or just hip-hop, period? Hey, if you want to do hip-hop, period, go for it. It's okay, I'm going to do Russell Simmons. And look, I know, I know, I know, I know. There are stories out there. I know me too. I understand that. Oh, now I feel bad about picking it. <laughs> I said I understand it, but last week I said I can't separate the art from the artist. All right. Scratch him. We're going to put LL Cool J up there. <laughs> We're going to put LL Cool J. LL Cool J. All right? Okay. Without him, there would be no Def Jam because he, he made it. The artists that came before him couldn't get the ball rolling, but he made it something. So I'm going to put LL Cool J. I'm going to put Missy Elliott. Oh. And I'm sure I could have put another uh, female MC, like MC Light or uh, Roxanne Shante or Salt and Pepper. But to me, Missy Elliott made it possible to be not only yourself, but you didn't have to be a part of like some men's group or organization, if you will, to get your own shine. Um, I also will say Jay Z. Right now, seven. I got two. No, that's oh. three now. Jay Z. <laughs> I said Missy, Ella, Cool J, and Jay Z. And I'm saying that not as like a big fan. I am a fan. He's in my top five. We already talked about that. But the fact I, I mentioned like things like longevity. I think of things like venturing out of hip hop and like, but still keeping it hip hop. I think of things like 
uh, consistency. And I think that's the reason I put Jay-Z on there. And if I were to add a fourth person, I would choose... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I want to say Eminem. But I'm not about to put Eminem on my Mount Rushmore hip hop. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm Why not. not? Because I could, but I won't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because I don't feel like Eminem would even do that. Why? And I always like to make these decisions based off of what do I think they would say if they heard this? Because I'm sure they listen. Um. So I would put. <laughs> I guess in my in my last place, I'm going to put Dr. Dre. Um. Uh, I'm going to put Dr. Dre because of all the people that he helped to get to the place that they are or were um to the the what he still means for the hip hop industry and like the fact that we wouldn't have some of the bangers that we have. I heard a playlist the other day without uh Dr. Drake and his ears and his talent. So those are my four. Honorable mention would be Diddy. Diddy Puffy. It would be Puffy, not Diddy. Puffy. <laughs> Even though he stole a bunch of people's money, didn't pay the, as well as he could have, and stole a bunch of people's beats and raps. Look, he is the. He is still what white people think hip hop is. So I would put Puffy as an honorable mention. He would get the small face on my, my Mount Rushmore. There we go. I like it. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up with that listener, uh, let, listener letter that Conrad mentioned earlier. So, <clears throat> a good friend of ours, Jared, who's yet to join us, but you know, hopefully one day he'll quit being scared and come on and ch- hang out with us. Oh. Shot us a, a message. Well, shot us an email. <laughs> right, that's definitely <laughs> <in the> shade. <laughs> and he asked us, so we all know what the black man head out is. You know how it goes. Two black men see each other, you give the nod, keep it moving. So what he wants to know is one, do black, do we give that head nod to women, and two, do black women have their own version of the head nod? Mm. All right, so let's talk about it. Do y'all, do y'all give the nod to women? Hey, I have first never. Of all, it's the most powerful thing ever. I feel like I I wear that every single day I walk out this house. I know I got a head nod, and I know I'm gonna get one in return. And I feel like we are all in that together. That is a powerful feeling when it happens. Hey, but you ever have like a coworker or someone that like doesn't return the nod and you just know something's off? I was just right about right to that? say that. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Not even at work. Just walking down the street and you you made eye contact with them already, so you know when we get to the point where you do the nod and keep walking, it's gonna happen. You. You know, look down, walk, and you you can feel like you're about to cross paths. So you look up or look towards him, nod, and as you just look at you straight face and keep walking. <laughs> That's why I was like, "Damn, you don't fuck with me, bro." All right. Yeah. <laughs> or they stop and talk to you. Like, wait, what? Wait, no, what no. The whole point of the nod was nah, to see that there will be no words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you stopping? Why are you saying my name? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what, am I dying? No, <laughs> don't no. talk to me. Uh, but but to women, I do. I do do it to women. I not. But not the same time. Like, 
it would be more of like yeah. a respectful, like, you know, not down or something or hey, like, or smile, but it's not like, what's up? I say it depends. I definitely so, always speak or look at or acknowledge a black woman when she's in my presence. Good job covering your bases. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, uh, so when this question came into us, I thought about it this these past couple of days as I've been going into work, and I've realized that I don't know if you can call it sexism, but I thought like there was definitely a difference in the way that I make like greeting men and women in the morning. So I work in an office that's blessed to be having diversity. <laughs> So I do see a few black faces every day. And I've noticed that, yeah, I give the black men head nods, but when I see black women, it's more of like a good morning, just a verbal thing. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I, I, I never put that together before. Rob that... <laughs> walks in, me mugging to a girl, to a dude, like, what up? And then turn up like, so what's up? Good morning. How are you doing? Smile good morning. <laughs> good morning, Bell. Good morning. Well, what up, <laughs> Don't smile at me, boy. What's up? <laughs> I, yeah, I never... think about it, though. Like, did your yeah. mom teach you that? Or, like, who taught you to... Who taught us to nod? That's the... Exactly. Who, who was the first nodding? Like... Yeah. I mean, who taught us to, like, like, acknowledge a woman differently? First of all, I think we're black men are just born with the head out of ability. Like, if you and another baby were born 10 minutes apart, y'all gonna give each other the nod when y'all <laughs> see each other in the hallway. <laughs> so that's just a gift. <laughs> it's just a sense. All right, it's just it's a, it's a, one of, a part of, like, our rite of passage. <laughs> but as far as the difference in, between greeting men and women, I'm not really not sure where that came from. Do you think, what, do you, what would you think women's was? Or is? Do they? I think for women, they don't they don't do it. I don't know if they have any version or not. But I think for them, it's what they always do is they point out what they like about the other, the other woman. That's what it always is. That's true. Okay, pink hat. <laughs> okay. All right, ruffle socks. Oh, no killer. It'd be like the most like. Every time they say it, I'm looking like, how did you see that? <laughs> and, I hate it, and I hate it when it's a crowd of women that they're looking at. It's like, well, which one is wearing it? I'm yeah, right. About. And then you get caught looking. Like, well, what the hell are you looking for? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, you set up. Okay, Pink Hat. That killed me. <laughs> you need to be seeing that. <laughs> I will, let me just say this if I walk down the street and I happen to see that I'm going to start laughing oh and then you'll get in trouble but yeah you got to I you got to. <laughs> and what's so funny you don't like my hat <laughs> you don't like pink hats what's wrong with that <laughs> but like if it was equivalent to the nod so they just literally walk by each other and just say that and just keep walking like no like stoppage I'm crying. Yeah, that's laughing. it. I'm crying. I'm not holding it back. Could Could you imagine if that If that's how men did it? Uh, <laughs> okay, no. retro threes. I see. No. You. Hey. In the word In the word of of childish Gambino, can we start doing that? And I'm starting yes. this weekend. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, Durac. <laughs> I see the lineup, bro. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, Fade, what? <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> oh, I couldn't man. think of anything else. Right, 
don't even know what to go for. That's all I thought of the answer. <laughs> we ain't got that much. Maybe that's why we only got the nine. Right. Like, <laughs> well, I see them lugs, that's what right I, we all wear the same jeans. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be saying. I'll be the one hyping up off the off brand. I see them lugs, dog. Yay. <laughs> Me too. I was there. I'm there for you. <laughs> off brand gang? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, do we got time? Because we just got a, uh, another. See. We just someone slid into our DMs and sent us a question. What? We got another ten minutes. We can throw in. Let's go for it. What we got? Huh? All right. So <clears throat> this is from Live Eight Eight Zero, and this is her question. Hey, could each of you discuss your option on whether it's possible, or I'm assuming opinion, on whether it's possible to love someone without respecting them, especially in an intimate relationship? Personally, I believe it is, and what she's saying, she can that you can love someone and not respect them. And that she says you do not necessarily have to respect someone to love them. There are other important aspects to love, like trust, communication, and patience. For example, being... Being patient with someone despite them disrespecting your time and uh, time and again, they might have character flaw. They might have a character flaw, and so your love for them should be should it be real or should be not or should and should not be reduced. So basically, you're saying that they might have a flaw, and if it's that flaw is, I guess, disrespecting or whatever the flaw is, <clears throat> your love for them, if it's real, should not reduce. That's a real question. Alright. So I guess really the first yeah, question deeper is, than I expected. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first question is, can you love someone that doesn't respect you? Can you love someone who doesn't see and when I Or can you love can no no let me rephrase that can can you love someone without respecting them? Especially in a relationship. An intimate relationship. When you when you use that example of like hey hey, they're always late or they don't clean up behind themselves if you share a space. Like, that wasn't what I was thinking about when you said respect. So I instantly went to, like, oh, they calling you dog food or something. I don't know. Like, I went to the worst place. <laughs> but... Kibbles and bitch, motherfucker. That's where I went. I went straight there and I was pissed off. That's the word that came up first? I don't know. You old kibbles and bitch, bitch. I don't know. That's where I went. And that really messed me up in my head because I got really mad for this person. But, uh, damn, when you make it like, oh, they just always late or they don't clean up, it's like, Oh damn! You never, I never think of that as like disrespect. I just think of that as like a mistake or something. Damn, that is disrespect though. That's powerful. Huh? I don't have an answer. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I personally don't think in a relationship that you can love someone and not respect them. I don't know. For me, I feel like respect is involved a big part of love. Um, cause I just don't, I don't, I can't even explain what, what love looks like to me without having respect. Like what, what kind of love would that be? <clears throat> because I'm thinking if they don't respect you or if you don't respect them, so that means you say you love them, but you don't respect them. So you don't really, if they were to ask you to do something, spend quality time with them or like, you know, can we go out to eat or I have, can you do me something? Can you show up at this time? And you, if you didn't respect them, that means that stuff that it wouldn't matter to you. 
you do it on your own time or you know but is that so still just... disrespectful like huh? is it disrespectful no. that you show well like if it's 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 no i'm just saying in fact of respect because i feel like disrespecting i don't think definitely you can't i don't think you can love someone that disrespects you can you <laughs> but in her case you shouldn't asking, yeah you shouldn't but in her case she's saying that you can love someone without respecting them not disrespecting them not but you're not respecting them so that's why i was using those examples if you don't respect someone and i'm not saying disrespect but if you don't respect someone that means like whatever they ask you to do whatever you do for them it's more it's not about them as far as in their time or what they need or what and i keep going back to time because i can just quality because i feel like that's more something someone can not respect is your time so if you love that person, I just don't see how you say I love you, but I'll do what I need to do when I want it because I don't respect whatever you want. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. And I think what it makes me think is that like you can have that love, but you can't have a healthy love that exists that way. Like Without the respect, that relationship has kind of like that toxicity in it that's going to taint it. And whether it's a year into it or 20 years later eventually that level of disrespect is going to lead to some one partner being frustrated to the point where something's going to break that relationship i think you got to have that in order to have the longevity yeah I but does like... not respecting someone lead to disrespect i think so because i mean when you respect someone you take care to not disrespect them but if you're to me when you're saying not respecting is basically just a lack of more of an empathetic approach to respecting them so you don't really care whether or not they feel disrespected. So eventually you are going to disrespect them. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but if I say, hey, when you don't show up on time or you you um, are consistently late for things, well, that's the same thing. <laughs> or you are, <laughs> you are, you tell me you're going to be somewhere, here, you tell me you're going to do this then, but it ends up being like hours later, I feel like that's disrespect. If your partner is not willing to change or fix that, that is disrespect, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I in, feel like... Re- <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I feel like that is... I feel like, no, I could not... I I could love that person. I could love that person. But she says, I what if choose- it's a flaw? What if it's their flaw? Like, their flaw is like they're never on time. Hey, let's be honest, though. Let's state, hey, okay, because your boy lived through it. Being late is, I don't know, I'm not about to make it dramatic, but it is something that a lot of people deal with. And it's not something that is, like, on purpose. Like, when I was in college, my friends would (laughs) hate me, okay? They would be so upset with me because I would say, yeah, I'd be there around six. Not knowing like that around meant a lot to me and not a lot to them. Because they would be there at six and I would show about eight thirty and be like, Well damn, why y'all tripping? Like I said around, like what's going on? And it wasn't like me trying to be an asshole and I didn't even even feel that until they brought up to me like that is very disrespectful that you don't care for our time in that way. But it is like some people really do deal with that because they don't think about it in that way. And I know it's hard for timely people to understand, like, well, just set an alarm or uh, do what you say you're going to do. Like they for those people. And I'm partly a part of this because I'm coming out because God has blessed me. But 
those people do feel like they are doing what they said they were going to do. They do feel like they're doing the right thing because when they show up to you, they are showing up to you as their, their best selves as opposed to, you know, they're not best selves, which makes me think of Lauren Hill for some reason. And I'm not about to go there because I love Lauren Hill. I'm about to buy my tickets to her concert. But <laughs> some people really deal with that. And I feel like that's something people need to – I feel like the, the people who struggle with it need to be willing to, like, talk about it and say, hey, this is something I struggle with. Don't make it a joke. Um, and the people who have an issue with it also need to bring it up. Like, hey, this is something I don't like that you do, so I need you to fix it. And here's – maybe you both work together to figure out how to fix it because that, that can really be a deal-breaker right there i know it for sure mm. so are you saying you can't brian you can't love someone and not respect them i cannot love someone and not respect them i do feel like there are different levels i feel like there <clears throat> are different levels of disrespect is that ca- talking out of both sides of my mouth or no i feel like i'm talking about the same thing while saying two different things like <laughs> i i can i can love you i cannot love you if well See, I don't know, because I can love you. I cannot be in love with you or be in a... I can't be... No. Damn it. This is hard. Who wrote this? Who is this person? Don't you know we only answer questions about fake Mount Rushmore's? Damn. Look, I can't can't help it if I love you. I love you. I can choose not to be in a relationship with you. That's what I'm trying to say. All right? I'm going to love you because... That's the way I feel when I'm around you. That's the way you've made me feel. That is the way that we are. But I can choose not to want to be in a relationship with you any further if you choose to disrespect me. So therefore, if you're outside of a relationship, you can love someone without respecting them. But if you're in a, but if you want to get in a relationship, you more than likely it'll be hard for you to do. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Run. Because what, Loki? What are some other ways that people disrespect people? Because I feel like we say the timeliness one, but there are some small shit that people do that is mad disrespectful, but you deal with it because you love that person. If, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't respect someone, do you necessarily? Because I may not respect you for smoking in front of kids, but I'm not going to disrespect you. You know, that's what I'm saying. So we're using disrespect a lot, but it's just saying that I just don't, I, I can love you without respecting you. I just don't respect you. Me not respecting you does not mean I'm going to disrespect you. I just don't respect you. But that's what I was saying. By not respecting someone that you say you're in love with lead to you ending up disrespecting them. Or is that what they're going to say? I don't feel like, I feel like you're disrespecting because you're not respecting my ABCDEFG, you know? Yeah. I guess to answer the question... Yes, I could love someone and not respect them. Respect them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same. I guess I'm Damn, that, that is really deep though, because when you say it it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't I don't respect you, but I love you. <laughs> like, no. It just doesn't sound right in my mind right now. But I'm thinking you there are different levels of respect ultimately i respect you i respect you as the person you are i don't respect everything you do and if that's the way we're calculating respect like if it's not all or nothing 
if it's all or nothing, then yeah, I can love you. As opposed right, to being like ooh, big and small, then that's different. All right. That's real, though. <laughs> We're going to turn right, out to That's listeners. pretty deep. Listeners, let us know what y'all think about this one. We definitely want to get some outside input. Are y'all <clears throat> interpret it a little bit differently? Are y'all thinking we're off base with it? Let us know. Hit us up at the Who's Man's inbox. You know, at who is Who's Man's podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, slide in our DMs like like this woman just did. You can get us at Who's Man's on Instagram and Twitter. We'll respond there. Hey, what uh, if we but, made that way deeper than what it should have been? Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just like, hey, my girl, boyfriend, whoever it may be, is always late. I don't respect that. Should I break up with them? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't respect it, break up with them. Maybe that's what you were looking for. Sorry. <laughs> if that was the question, that is the answer. <laughs> but that's also a better question for the read because, you know, they always say break up with them. You know? <laughs> we, we take it to the next level, all right? <laughs> like, well, how many times have I been actually like, be in a relationship? Yeah, right? What do you mean I'm about by to go respect? My girl. Like, I didn't even answer your question. I'm more so looking at my relationship. Like, is she about to dump me? Is that the, girl, is she like me? You know I'm recording. Why? Why you right there right now? Like <laughs> I couldn't imagine my girl telling me I love you. I just don't respect you. But good night. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, what? <laughs> good night. Good night. Oh man. All right, man. So make sure y'all listening. Y'all go ahead and leave a review for us. Let us know what y'all enjoying. Be open and honest. We want y'all feedback. Hit the like and subscribe button. Hit the retweet. Hit the favorite. Hit, hit all the buttons. Just keep pressing them until you let everybody you know how much you're enjoying the podcast. If you want to get at us personally, you can catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. B, how to get you? Hey, don't at me at God. But look, this is my last week. This is my last week in my. I was going to say my 30s, but my 30th year on this earth, all right? I remember, like, doing this podcast last year, and it was, like, my first week in my 30s. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to feel, all right? It ain't easy. It's hard out here. I'm trying, <laughs> but y'all yeah, pray for me because, you know, it's rough out here for a pimp. <laughs> Conrad, give me some words to live by, all right? <laughs> Hey, um, first of all, shout out to uh, some new listeners, I'm thinking, because they shout us out on uh, the rate and review from <clears throat> Northern California. This is we're all we're tuning all the way in Northern California. You guys are hilarious. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know anyone from Northern California unless you guys do, but I'm going to take that as a new follower and we appreciate the shout out. <laughs> Where's Oakland at? Is that North California? Because I feel like it's Steph Curry. Because it says Bays three two one. <laughs> Wait, Bays. Bays B A Y S. Oh, I was about to say Bays is definitely Steph Curry, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, hey, catch me on Daffel underscore Connie on Twitter. Um, Instagram is Big C twenty two. We might, you know. Show a little snippets of Brian's thirty first, we don't or thirtieth. We don't know yet. We might not make it since we're gonna be <clears throat> all hanging out. But I'm looking forward to this weekend to celebrate our boy a little early. But um if you guys don't know, it's May, so that's mental health awareness month. So I just I mean I didn't really have a coat this week, 
but um, I just feel that since it's the month to think about yourself, um, take the time to meditate, to uh, get some sunshine, to get a hug, take some time to smile, take some time to be alone. If you have to be alone, it's okay. Not everyone has to be out and about. And if you wake up, brush your teeth, do your hair, make some food, and you realize, you know what? I'm chilling at home. And you chill at home because you deserve it. Um, And I hope y'all have a good weekend. Um, Don't forget to hit us up. And don't forget, Donald is a little punk that we're going to see this weekend. And I'm about to talk shit in his face. What's up, Donald? Y'all sleeping under the same roof. All right. It's all right. Wow. It's okay. Why you gotta call him out like that?